And three, two. Hello, and welcome to the Opinions and Beer Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. To my this way over here is Keenan Kitchens. How's it going? Uh, as he said, I am Keenan Kitchens. He is not wrong about that. This is my co-host. Co-host. Uh, well, how do you, why can't you be the co-host? Maybe I'm the main host, and you're the co-host, even though you're on here every episode, and I sometimes fluctuate. Yeah, maybe I'm covering for you on your days off. Yeah, you don't know. You are correct. The best movie of 2018. So that's right, today's episode, we are going to sit back, talk about the movies of 2018 last year before we get into this year's of movies and films. Uh, so, uh, what website are you on? I'm on just a list of some of the films I've watched in 2018. Oh, you have that app. Letterbox D. I use Letterbox D. Now, uh, what's great though is that we are. This is being posted probably a week after the Golden Globes, and the Golden Globes. Um, we're gonna we're let's go ahead and just run over what won in the Golden Globes. Best animated feature was uh, Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse. Spider-Verse? Yeah, well, uh, are you saying that's a fact, or are you asking about No, opinion? no, Golden Globes. It was Golden Glo- I'm, I'm Okay, I'm running down the Golden Globes. Yeah. Best animated film, Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse. Best supporting actress for any movie, Regina King and Beeble Street. If Beeble Street could talk, uh, and then Green Book won a bunch of awards, The Favorite won an award, uh, Best Actor, Christian Bale won an award for Vice, uh, Best... Musical slash comedy was Green Book, and then Best Picture was Bohemia Rhapsody. I'm gonna tell you one thing: I've seen one of these films. <laughs> well, have you seen any of these films? I mean, all these films came out kind of late in the year. What is that? What is it about? About they just feel like holidays and 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 going to see movies. Kind of goes together, I believe. I feel like all the all the Oscar-nominated stuff is always late in the year. I because I don't know, like uh, sometimes it can be a long year. I'm sitting here looking at movies that came out in January and February of 2018, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that was this year. <laughs> so uh, like, dude, Ready Player One came out this year. Yeah, March. This year. Not like two or three years ago. I feel like that movie's been out for years already. Oh, no, right? <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. So I'm just going to run down a list. I made a list of uh, of pretty much the majority of movies that I've seen this year. And I have them ranked from worst to best. And we're going to do our Golden Globes. The Opinions and Beer Golden Globes. Because right here, all we have... Is opinions and and really we'll probably just dive into the movies that we've both seen. I'll probably just gloss over the movies that only I've seen. So uh, <coughs> let's, let's start off with the last one on my list. I think the worst movie the worst movie of the year was A Wrinkle in Time. Really? Oh man, that was 2018. No, yeah. that wasn't 2018. Yeah. Wrinkle in Time. Jesus Christ! I thought it was the worst year. movie of the year. I thought that visually it was great. Yeah, but like, but everything else about this movie was clunky editing. Like things didn't make Slapped sense. Together. Things were just happening. Yeah. Things were just happening just to happen, just to give you that visual. You know, just they just wanted that. Uh, they wanted an epic 
without putting in the work for an epic, you know? Right. They they uh they slapped it together, they threw in uh Oprah, you know, and then they thought they were done, you know. <laughs> They're like, uh, we got some crazy visuals and we got Oprah, we don't need to do anything else. Worst yes, movie of the year. Taking a break from the worst movie of the year. Uh today's beer of the day. I was I just wanted to, I just wanted to do an we intro. Started this I know, we didn't I know. start with this. I've been waiting on you to drink this beer. Today's beer of the day is Tech Nine's Bulu, made by the Boulevard uh, Brewing Company. If there's any technicians out there, it is five point two percent alcohol by volume. Tech nine made a beer. Bulu is made with coconut and pineapple, basically, oh, yeah. and it, which is great because basically this is Bulu, Bulu without the rum, and actually that rum has been discontinued. You can't get it no more. Oh, the one fifty one. And this is this has like I never met the guy, but I feel like this has just Tech Nine written all over it. Obviously, like if they went to Tech Nine and asked him to design a beer, whatever beer he designs is gonna have his personality all upon it. But this, like. It just feels right, you know. And, and, and I guess I'm not. Again, I'm not saying anything. Of course, the Tech Nine beer is going to be very Tech Nine-y. but uh, it's just like a, a revelation. Like, oh man, like Tech Nine would love that fucking pineapple and coconut bulu shit. You know? Right, right. <laughs> so we're gonna try this beer. Oh man, that, is that a beer? It just it tastes like a mixed drink. It does. It, it tastes like. Like a liquid marijuana that's missing something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This tastes like like a mixed drink. What out What's the alcohol percentage? This right here, this beer, was made for people who don't like beer and only like mixed drinks. Oh yeah, and it, it, but don't want to get hammered off their like super strong mixed drinks, because it's only five point five percent alcohol. Right. But I mean, still, I mean, it's. I think that's that's what helps uh, keep it. That fruity, uh, the fruitiness flavor. Keep the pineapple and coconut. Oh, I like. I wish that like rum is rum is rum is kind of dilutable. Thing with collaborations with artists and you know craft beers like this is, uh, I just they're not gonna be sold everywhere. And so I wish they were. I wish I could just go down to the corner store and buy a six pack of uh, Tech Nine Bulu. I know you can't. You have to go to the depths of hell. some weird place and find it. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta go to the cash register, especially and, in uh, Texas, and, and, and announce that you know all the lyrics to uh, one of his songs. I'm gonna give this a solid nine. nine. I, mean, I mean, it doesn't have it doesn't have a lot of, like, have a lot of the hoppiness I enjoy, but I mean, for uh, a deliciousness, just pure deliciousness, and easy drinkability, I'm gonna give it a solid nine. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. Well, if you're a beer drinker out there looking for a beer flavored beer, this Tech Nine's Bulu is not it. Yeah, it's not the one for you. But I mean, there's not one hint of beer in this beer. I'm starting to question whether or not it is a beer, but it's damn good, is what it is. You know? Indeed. Uh, it's good for man. It's good for the beach. It's good for a holiday getaway. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Like the resort you're, you're at is gonna have fucking Tech Nine Bulu, <laughs> or the beach that you're at is gonna have a corner store that uh, sells Tech Nine Bulu. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. So I don't know why I just told you that. <laughs> Indeed. So moving right along here, list. <laughs> uh, the next up on my list after A Wrinkle in Time was the second worst movie of the year was A Cloverfield Paradox. Dude, I liked. I enjoyed that. I, I am here to debate with you. Right, that's that's higher up on my list of uh, one of my favorite 2018 movies. I'll tell you right now. No, one, like well, I can't remember a single damn thing from it. it. Oh, well, I can remember everything. It, it like it tied in everything. 
Oh, dude. I at the what? end, last two, two seconds. seconds. I know. Nothing. Uh, well, that's because J.J. Abram was handed this project, and, and it had nothing to do with the Cloverfield uh, universe that he'd been trying to work on. And he just randomly decided if we make some tweaks here or there, we can tie this into the Cloverfield universe. And then he threw those tweaks in at the end, obviously. And maybe it would have been more successful. Like, dude, like, I, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people love the Cloverfield movie when it came out. Then cut to a second later, and it's just trash talk by everybody. Same people that loved it, quote-unquote. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, I'm so tired of this shockumentary, you know, kind of crap. It wasn't shockumentary. Or it, the oh, whole you're, first no, no, person. You're saying Cloverfield the first one? Yeah, yeah, okay. the first one. All right, like, I'm starting at the beginning. And then it was, like, uh, revised. The interest was revised with the the announcement of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Not the release, but the announcement. And upon the release of 10 Cloverfield Lane, like, then you got, like, just diehard Cloverfield fans left because almost everybody was annoyed by, the, like, the same uh, thing that you're saying. It's like it had nothing to do with Cloverfield until the very end and then raised more questions than it answered. And then... J.J. Uh, Abram was handed this project about this whole parallel, you know, the plot of Cloverfield Paradox. Whatever it's going to be without no implication of the Cloverfield universe, it was still going to be about parallel universes and making the switch and blah, 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 you know? And then he, he decided how that would fit in perfectly with the Cloverfield universe, which was failing at the time. Like, not a lot of people were on board with this. You only had, like, some diehard fans. And, right. dude, it's just like. The, and it just had to do with the 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 viral marketing was before its time. Right. I had so much fun with the viral marketing of Cloverfield. You you would think that J.J. Abrams would add the Cloverfield monster to uh, to Star Wars. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> well, what what Cloverfield paradox did with Cloverfield was basically made it into like a an anthology like it was already like Cloverfield was leading up to something with this Cloverfield monster movie all right that wasn't going to be the only one but then Clo 10 Cloverfield Lane being so different that it's obvious we have an anthology on our hands you know yeah, like, yeah an, right. an anthology about the Cloverfield paradox events yeah which which the Cloverfield events are the Cloverfield paradox now, with the definition of, and, and this is a lot of people's problems, and maybe it's a complaint of your own, uh, anything within the fictional realm, anything within any, there's nothing that can't fit within the Cloverfield universe. Nothing. Star Wars, Marvel, J.J. Abrams can plant a link to say that Star Wars and Cloverfield take place in the same universe. <laughs> because of the events of Cloverfield Paradox. Right. And, like, the same reason why people are complaining about that is, like, the same reason why I like it, you know? Like, now he can do anything and go anywhere. So he can make some far-out freaking movie and it's some far-out sci-fi set in the 1940s and be like, oh, well, this happened because in 2018 some, some scientists went to space and had an experiment with some hydron collider and some crazy shit happened and they appeared in someone else's universe and a bunch of shit appeared in our universe and just like it also explains the Mandela effect you know <laughs> like the, you know like the Mandela effect in the Cloverfield universe is because of the Cloverfield paradox right everything every anomaly is because of the Cloverfield paradox in the Cloverfield universe 
Overlord. Overlord was going to be J.J. Abrams' next installment into the Cloverfield uh, universe. Cloverfield Paradox failed so much, and just like Cloverfield, it was a movie, a standalone movie on its own, with just a little couple tweaks added to mention that, hey, this is all taking place in the Cloverfield universe. Like, uh, this movie could have had nothing to do with any other Cloverfield, but after the parallel universe switched, blah, 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 you go back to our universe, and bam, there's the monster. <laughs> you know, and and J.J. Abrams just thought of that. Oh, dude, we throw in the monster, bam, we got a Cloverfield movie. And he's going to do the same thing with Overlord. Like, that already happened. Tweet. Yeah, but I ain't seen it, but I already know for a fact he's taken out all Cloverfield you know, references. Sadly, we, we haven't seen every movie in 2018. So yeah, this because is we a, have jobs and lives. This is a loosely list, loose list. But I know for a fact that Overlord... All references and connections to the Cloverfield universe have been taken out, and Overlord is a standalone film of its own. Oh, okay. Well, it's just tragic. It's just because, like, moving on. It's so hard to please. <laughs> moving on to the worst animated film of the year of 2018, Sherlock Gnomes. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch that? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. That was no good. <laughs> it was pretty trash. It's so bad. That it doesn't deserve to be on any list, including the worst of anything. <laughs> Next up, which may surprise you, Keenan, number four on my list of one of the worst movies of 2018, Pacific Rim Uprising. Eh. No, I can see it. Like, I'm kind of easily amused just because I, I get so caught up on how people are, like I said, are so hard to please that I'm very forgiving with movies. I think, I just think that the Pacific Rim. The second, it was lacking, man. It, it really lacked was. everything the first one had. I, I know. Was, it, was Guillermo del Toro even in this one? Or even produced this? Or helped make this one? Probably not. It's like, it, it was just lacking. All of the fun the first one had lacked any of the interesting actors. Sure, we got John Boyodea, but if he's not in Star Wars, what good is he? <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. But uh, uh, next up on this list, uh, a lot of fan favorites. This is actually this actually appeared on a lot of top ten lists, but my number five worst film of the year of 2018 was Annihilation. You know, did you watch that with Natalie, Natalie Portman? They had one good scene in the movie, and it was the the bear attack scene. Natalie Portman and like a bunch of other like uh, women scientists, like a, it's a team of women scientists and. No, like I got this look on my face because not only have I not seen it. Like, I, I think I, I failed to even hear about this movie. It, it, well, it, it was going to get a wide release, but it ended up uh, Netflix. It was one of those movies that Netflix bought at last minute. Adam. It was on Netflix. Adam, we're talking about real movies here. That was a real yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's why I was like, how did Sherlock Gnome end up on your list at all when it's not even a real movie? <laughs> yeah. no, no. But Annihilation, uh, I didn't really enjoy except for one scene. Next up on the list is uh, The Week Of, which was Adam Sandler's more of like a drama with Chris Rock. Where, I didn't see uh, that. Ch where their uh, kids are getting married. Uh, it was okay. I mean... I think the week of starts my list of uh, I didn't hate it, but it just it wasn't was like that's good as well, other movies. Was on it this a list. more artistic version of Grown Ups and all that? Family no, 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 films no, no, no. It's shit. like a, it's like a weird like a uh, what's that Ashton, what's that Ashton Kutcher, the Ashton Kutcher and uh, 
Bernie Mac movie. It's like a more artistic. Oh, oh, uh, more arti artistic version of that. Guess yeah, who? Guess who? Yeah. Yeah. The week of was a lot like Guess Who, but like an artistic version. Hmm. And then Guess uh, Who was a good one. Next up no. was <laughs> The Meg. I liked it, and I I could uh, everything that everyone's seen wrong with it. I've seen it too, but that movie was like a movie that was like aware of itself. It wasn't trying to be too serious. I'm not sure. I yeah. think I think the Meg was trying to be serious. And yes, failed. that's where that's where it messed up. I think the fun it it failed the fan and the fact that it was like I don't know if it was rated R or PG thirteen, but like I think it's PG thirteen. Should have been R. Like the what they were what they advertised what happened for five maybe less than five minutes at oh, the dude, end of the movie. Yeah, oh I know. Oh. The attack on the beach. Like most of it was so slow. You like the movie was so was slow and I, I think I was looking up looking forward to it so much. I just didn't want to admit it flaw it's flaws. Didn't want to admit that it's crap, you know, and it's like I've always been fascinated by the Megalodon, you know? Yeah. And they, they got the Megalodon in like twenty five B movies and it's never been done properly with a high budget. And now it it was being done properly with a high budget. Oh, and they just fucking they butchered it. Yeah. I know. The whole thing with it being below below the Ariana the Mariana Trench. I mean they had some good scenes in there though. There are some good scenes when the shark comes and bites the uh the 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 station. But you know what the but the reveal of the shark after that, it was just like Swam by. It was so it was so anticlimactic. They had so they had so much anticlimactic scenes in this. Yeah, they would they were supposed to lead you up to a very climatic scene that never happened. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Next up on this list we have the Happy Time Murders. Dude, did you see that? Yeah. Oh my god, I I forgot Man, that was like so on my list of something to see. Now it's not that good. Oh it's, really? It's not, well it's not that funny. Uh, was it turn out to be more actually actual drama than comedy? No, it was just it was just kind of. Or just dropped the ball for, for, on the comedy. Yeah, yeah it just kind of dropped the ball a little bit. I mean, they they thought was, their gimmick was funny enough that they didn't have the, to be clever. The, the thing is, for the, me, with the I, screenplay, I'm, I don't know if I don't know if this is the same for you, Keenan, but the the thing for me is that I've seen this gimmick before, and I've seen it be well with the uh, well, adult pup muppets. Yes, and I've seen it done way better. What Ted? No. no, I mean, uh, just uh, the Feeblers, uh, stuff like that, where it's like adult, like an adult puppet film and stuff like no, that. No, like, uh, I've never even heard of the Feeblers. By Peter Jackson? No. Who made... I know who Peter Jackson is. I think it's Peter Jackson. Well, point is, is like, it sounds like, how old is that movie? Uh, old? Exactly. Like, an adult version, uh, like, an adult movie with... Muppets. I, I think I, I might think, mean hundred percent something different back then than it does now. Like you got like sex and drugs jokes and and, and violence and cursing, and it's like on a level this, that's funny as hell that can't even be done back then. Like Feebler's probably was like a was it rated R? Yeah. They curse and shit. Yeah. Was there blood and yes, sex it was, and gore? It was, and, it was crazy. There was like hookers and, and blow and all kinds of weird shit. But it was Muppet? Man, that sounds kind of familiar. It's, it's, it's a strange I feel like film. when I seen this Happy Time Murder, like that wasn't the first time I've seen that gimmick. But, but I couldn't point, it where, point out where. But yeah, but the Happy Time Murder, like, I think I laughed out loud at maybe the first, during the first Muppet Massacre kind oh, of Oh, there's even uh, some jokes in the, uh, there was one joke in the, in, the, in, the, in the trailer that I was just like, oh, come on now. Like, where, where are these, like, finishing, 
and uh, it's just something out of a silly string for like 10 straight minutes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that was funny for like half a second. And then you went on for like nine minutes and 59 <laughs> yeah. seconds longer. I mean, there was, there's a few funny moments in this movie, but if it was like a jet, if it was a jet of silly but string, I mean, that might have been funny. It's like, but he sprayed the room for like 10 minutes. That, that wasn't funny. This, this, high <laughs> this high concept, I guess you would call it, this high concept was hidden under a mediocre, if not just very bland, cop film. And that's where I think it really hurt itself. Oh, yeah, like the, the case isn't, nothing else is interesting? Yeah, nothing else. The case is it, isn't yeah, interesting? Yeah, the, the film, the, what's happening in the film is, like the, the characters in the film are interesting, but what's happening in the film is not. Oh. Next up on my list, we have Smallfoot. Did you watch this animated movie, Smallfoot? No, I mean, like, it's one of those where I wasn't even interested to watch it. You know? <laughs> it was... It was pretty uh, dumb. I mean, it was. There were some good songs in it. It, it. it ended up being like a like a kind of like a musical. Not really. Cause I felt it, like it was something. That it's like one or two songs, but it, it was like it if was, I wanted it someone was to weird, bring like, something interesting to the Bigfoot uh, story or lore, if you will, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really weird, like sort of anti-religion. Uh, film for kids and uh, <laughs> creating new ch chill child atheists. Well, it's it well, it just kind of weird. They're like, look, uh, religion is good to protect us, but now we got to get rid of it so we can all be happy. <laughs> oh my god, I don't like the message of this movie. <laughs> I don't know. This is a children are very uh, that's literally that's, that was like the message of the movie was <laughs> it's kind of silly, it's kind of weird. Children are too influential. It's like uh, every child will come out of that saying, like, uh, an atheist. Like, you know, like, uh, religion is bad, okay? You know? Well, they, 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 well they, 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 they kind of, they, at first they were saying that, but they did have a song in it that kind of doubled down, like, okay, religion was here to protect us, but now we have grown and we can do away with religion and embrace each other and love and stuff. Oh, well, see, I was about to say, like, dude, like, that kind of goes weird. into such deeper things. Like I don't know how the movie approaches it, but it's like religion's not here to protect us at all. You know, <laughs> religion. It, depending on your, I don't know about your religion, but religion kind of explains ninety nine point nine of the reason why we suffer. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Hurricane Heist. Oh man, I can say some interesting things about that. That was like a shit movie that I really enjoyed. <laughs> I liked it. It was so I liked it. It was crap, crap and I liked it. But I, I, I have the, no illusions of that movie that, being good, but I liked it. The, the, <laughs> main, the main the main actor in that I is one of my I really liked him in Rock and Rolla, but uh he I don't know what's he what he's doing like he's putting on like a southern accent in this movie, but still it's it's whatever. It was okay. Yeah, and it, it was it, it was kind of like it pulled off what Meg wasn't. It's like it was. It was trying, the fun. It was trying to be what Meg wasn't trying to be, but accidentally became. Like, like they were if, just having fun. If only the guys from Hurricane Heist directed the Meg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they With knew the budget. They knew that they were doing this crazy far out action movie. It wasn't supposed to be like some mind blowing thriller or something like that, dude. It's just like. We got some action. We got we got we got a, a, a heist going down in the hurricane, and that is what's up, and that is what you were walking into. <laughs> and Next, that's, and that's what happened. <laughs> Next up, we got the house <coughs> clock in its walls. Did you say that? 
I did see. Is it. that out already? God. Jack, Jack Black. I keep thinking like, oh man, I can't wait for that to come out. It was out. okay. Uh, the uh, and then I, I always blink and it's like, oh what? That's villain, out already. It, it really brought me down because the ending wasn't that good. The the ending filled rush. The the final showdown. The villain. The villain was there for maybe ten minutes. I mean, oh well, yeah, because the whole movie is supposed to be it's supposed to be about Jack Black training this kid and shit, right? Yeah, it was. It, I feel like it was lacking. It was so much about him training the kid that they like didn't give enough time to the villain. If if that I, I feel like a lot of scenes I don't know what I don't know what it is. There was just wasn't enough uh, development for me, and just a lot of the characters lacked depth. And when you got to the final showdown, you just didn't really care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then next up was Samson, which I'm gonna say had one of the best. It was it was a low budget film that got a wide release, but I mean the the I was surprised at the the scene that I wanted to watch the most, and that was Samson killing a couple hundred people with a jawbone of a donkey. That scene did not disappoint. Oh man, that was the that, one scene. Wait, that reminds. Oh man, like I know, I've heard, like I know about Samson from the Bible. Yeah, and he kills everybody with a with the yeah with was, an ass's jawbone. Uh, I shall make asses out of you. I want to say this came out in 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 January, uh, but it was it was it definitely surprised me as far like some of the some of it was really cheesy, but that one scene, I can't believe how well they did it. And just he's just sitting there, gah, gah, gah. He's just like being a badass, murdering people left and right. With <laughs> he's just smacking people in the face and killing. Were they them. defenseless or fighting back? They were, yeah, they were trying to kill him. Like he was like, yeah. stuck. it was just nuts how how he was just being like so, gah, gah. And it wasn't like a swift, like this weird, like fast, uh, blurry action either. It was just like. I, I, I can't explain it. You have to watch it. Like, that one scene was really good, though. Yeah, it's like, all I really know about that story is that one uh, quote in the Bible. And it's like, within the ass's jawbone, I shall do something. Slay a thousand, fe- yeah. a thousand Philistines. Yeah, yeah. Kills. And then, um, next up, we have the controversial uh, Peter Rabbit. What was that controversial? <laughs> because of the peanut attack. Uh, Peter Rabbit and and the feelings of peanuts and how they are no. persecuted. Peter Rabbit slang a peanut at the main character's uh, face, and the character had a peanut allergy, and therefore that was murderous of him. It was murderous of the character, and they said that it's offensive to people with peanut allergies to attack someone. Oh my God! With a peanut allergy. No one is safe. <laughs> no one. Oh, like oh my God. And this is a little off subject, but the ranch, a character who's known for being a sexual horn dog, like the actor, was far, fired for sexual allegations because he said something to a girl. Rumor of a rumor of a rumor of a rumor that he he like said some undesirable un, un remark towards a woman. Fired on the spot for it. The ranch ruined. Like, Rooster was one of the motherfuckers that made the show. Now he's gone. And it was all because of, like, this whole uh, coming forth act. This this movement, you know? Like, oh, like, uh, the actor that plays Rooster said I had a hot ass 17 years ago. You know, so that kind of thing. <laughs> you know? And it's like, yeah, that sounds like Rooster Should've all gone. the... Dude, it's like... I, I'm getting sick and tired of this whole... 
Oh my god, there's you can't even there's not a word for it. <laughs> patheticness. This patheticness right. of like, oh what about people with peanut allergies? <laughs> I'm pretty sure no one with peanut allergies watched Peter Rabbit and was like, Oh my god, I'm offended. <laughs> no right. Oh my god. Uh Next up on my list is another movie that um, made a lot of people's top tens, but I just, I don't know, maybe I wasn't just emotionally connected to it like, like other people were. Uh, Sorry to Bother You. Did you ever uh, hear about this film? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Sorry to Bother You. Now, this film is kind of, uh, what kind of dropped it for me is just kind of the, I kind of started figuring out that there was a lot of weird political this weird political agenda attached to it, which, yeah, uh, which I understand, like, I guess. Like I was I'm saying, the, like, now there's a political agenda attached to everything, The movie itself man. was a bit, was a bit, I, I, underst I understood the message it was giving, but I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the presenter himself and how he's wanting to present his message, but the, uh, the movie was okay. The movie was kind of okay. Um, it was kind of uh, the, the trailer kind of presented it as a comedy, but it's definitely uh, it was like a dark comedy, uh, maybe more uh, more of a drama. The ending ends with the uh, people turning to horses and well, half horse, half humans. <laughs> with and uh, it's kind of a weird. That's, that is freaking weird. It's a, it's, a, well, it's a weird film about how it's kind of anti-business and anti. Um, capitalism uh, and it's, it's kind of I don't know it was just a little political for me for me to give it any higher of a rating despite it being a decent film it just it just didn't resonate well when did Mary Poppins Returns come out came out December oh I thought it was like advertising that it's coming out in January or some no. shit next up we have game night did you watch it no that's another one where I was like oh that's 20 I thought that was like a 2017 movie no it was, it was this year and uh, Game Night was okay. I uh, uh, had the character had a uh, the character from uh, Maze Runner. I guess the bad guy. He was in other stuff too. Uh, he was in the um, Chronicles of Narnia, the last one. Yeah. The last Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, he played like a really awkward cop character. Uh, the movie's just kind of all over the place and doesn't have a, 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 a clear direction. And I thought they were gonna spend more time uh, doing the game and and being like kind of crazy and weird, but it was just kind of very, um, had a very singular approach to it. Uh, then we got Game Over Man, which was fucking hilarious. Was it? You was like it? it? No, man, it's just like, I, I kept on looking at it like, man, I know this is one of those freaking Dude, movies that Game they, Over Man is literally they, what we did, okay? So, Game Over Man, you know how me and you, we made a film recently, or not recently, but two years ago, we made a film about, uh, gamers... Versus zombies. Yeah, man, that was like... So Game Over Man... Yeah, this is like gamers who actually end up in a military situation, no. right? No. This is gamers that have to go through Die Hard, Sid. I said military... Yeah, it's that's a military it's situation. It's literally die, military die Hard... Military situation. You take Die Hard, replace yeah. John McClane with, with those gamers. And I started to watch it. I was just so afraid of the... And I didn't think of it as gamers. I thought it was like... Party boy frat frat heads, like frat boy because that, because, party heads. I because guess. that's their TV show, but that's the the movie. That's what I was fearing of too, because they, those three have a TV show 
Well, they are party heads, but this... What are they, the workaholics? People? Yes. Oh, yeah, but workaholics is great. Well, they're not frat boys and workaholics. They kind of are. No, they're not. They're just party animals. That's the same. No, they, they don't have <laughs> no aspirations for college whatsoever. You know? Uh, like, don't be in deadbeats is, is okay. Don't be in, like... They, college boys is, is like, I can't relate. You know? <laughs> Uh, a few others here. We got Christopher Robin. Did you watch it? No, I want to, though. Uh, Jurassic World. I didn't see that one. You didn't see Jurassic World? I said I did see that one. Okay. What'd you think? Was it weird? Jurassic Park in a, in a mansion? <laughs> like, it really uh, was. No. Uh, talking about Fallen Kingdom, right? Yeah, Fallen Kingdom. Like, they didn't release two in one year, did they? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fallen Kingdom was weird. And it's one of those movies that's like, oh, yeah, that was 2018. Like, I hardly remember it. It's been, it's been, like, what was that, like, early 2018? It's just, I thought there was going to be more to it, and it's just so secluded in this in this house, and so talky-talky. It's like, I want to see dinosaurs eat people, damn it! Next up on our list, we have uh, Predator. Man, what's funny is I started to watch that. I got about, like, you maybe... You like No, no, it's circumstances. I got halfway through it. And had to go. Uh, I have not had an opportunity to go back to it. I think uh, the director didn't have all the tools he wanted to work with. I think I, I have a lot of respect for the director, him being one of the actors in the main Predators. You know, I, that that hyped me up. Like, if anyone knows what they're doing with a Predator series, surely the guy that was in the first Predator. But a lot of people shat on this film. Really? Yeah, well, a lot of people it's shat because on it. he promised it to be like. A predator more close to the original. Like, he's like, hey, I'm a guy. Like, I played in the first Predator. I know what Predator's about, and I know what where Predator needs to go. And then he did the same fucking thing that uh, Robert Rodriguez did, AVP did. There was nothing <laughs> special about what he did. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Like, I, I got that vibe without finishing yeah, the film. I, I, yeah, I did. I, yeah, that's, that, that is what happened. Some things were just, I mean, the, the Predator dogs weren't as cool as they were in Predator uh, Predators. And, uh, Didn't even get to the predator dogs. Certain things were just kind of it, it was off like, to me, man. It, the main character, it was really the main character, didn't feel in place. I hated. I didn't like the main yeah, character. Yeah, he felt there to be. He felt there to connect everybody else, and there to connect the predators with the humans. Yeah, like uh, like he was there when the space the station uh, the spaceship crashed. Yeah, and and uh, man, the whole thing just. Seem like a forced Predator script. Yeah. Like, it is like bad Predator fanfic. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you know. And uh, uh, check back for a future episode where we will pitch our Predator film. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. Since we're all doing <laughs> Predator fanfic now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we have Skyscraper. Man, another film that, because uh, of circumstances, I was watching it. I didn't get to finish it. I, I got... No, no. Then I went back and finished it, and I, and I, not watching it one sentence, uh, one sitting, kind of uh, disrupted my enjoyment of it. Yeah, it did. Cause it's like uh, the Rock's so good, man. Why is he? Uh, he sometimes he picks picks the wrong thing. All right, but a crap movie with the Rock in it is still pretty damn good. Yeah, you're right. You can take a trash movie and throw the Rock in it, and it's like that was okay. <laughs> you know, that was that was decent. Yeah, uh, I think I think uh, the the movie the movie was more uh, fiery, uh, towering Inferno than it was Die Hard. So I know 
Yeah, and I want I, 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 I wanted I wanted it to be this generation's Die Hard. I know, but that, that's what it was, it was marketed as Towering Inferno meets Die Hard, but it was more Towering, the Towering Inferno than it was Die Hard. I feel like the Die Hard stuff, the action, the fighting. It's just, he, he, like, he got up the building too quick, too. You know, it's uh, like, I guess so. The, the movie got wrapped up too quick. Like, I thought, like, here we go, man. Like, after he makes the leap into the fucking building, which is 110% unrealistic, and I'll give him props to look cool because, like, look at this guy doing this unrealistic feat. That's brutal. <laughs> you know? And, uh, he gets into the freaking building, and then he's like, bam, 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 found his family. Bam, bam, bam. The, like, family gets taken away or some shit. He gets to the top floor, fucking shoots somebody, and the movie's over. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, in, if, when saying a synopsis of Die Hard, that also happens. I know, right? But it's it, just so different. The details make the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Uh, next up, we have Blockers. Which one? Blockers with John Cena. Oh man, I did not see that. It was funny. Was it? It was. It was surprisingly funny. Was it funny. supposed to be funny? Yeah. Was it an action movie? That no, accidentally... it's, it's a straight up comedy. Okay. No action in it. All comedy. Well, that sounds a little familiar. What's it about? It's about uh, parents trying to stop their children from having sex on prom night. Oh man, that sounds a little familiar. And one of the funniest scenes in it was John Cena sticks a uh, a chugging thing up his butt, and then uh, it. Accidentally comes a out a funnel. Yeah, a funnel up his butt, and the funnel accidentally comes out and sprays into the other dad's face, and he gets all in his mouth. Oh, like shit! <laughs> it was weird. It was a fucked up movie. Yeah. Like, he farts it out the beer because like they took the, 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 the other funnel. The other side to, like, comes off. They're the trying to. Uh, they got a term for it. They're trying to pass beer. Yes. Pass via, beer the asshole. I was gonna say just like uh, you know, just uh. Pass up the kidney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had a term for that when you like take drugs up the ass. Oh yeah. What is it? I don't know. I guess it's they don't even not, mention it if you don't know. I was gonna say not relevant is what uh, it is. You know? Next up, we have a surprising, surprisingly one of my favorite comedies of the year, Night School. Really, like before all this whole everyone speaking out against Kevin Hart. Because he says something that's gay. Like, yeah, the kid that's gay. Yeah. Like, before even... Like, dude, this is like Kevin Hart. I got burnt out on Kevin Hart. I understand. You know, that's what... That's what... Um, Me being burnt out on Kevin Hart is what kind of put me off of watching Night School for so long. But I was... I was really surprised. Was it like Kevin Hart answering the fact that he knows that, uh... That it, he's starting to get burnt out? What do you mean? For night school? Yeah, like, did he act differently in night school? Like, because he knows no, that, I feel, like, I feel, I feel burnt like out that's on his, his Kevin Hart. I think that's his next movie. I think that's going to be the one he does with Brian Cranston, where he's, like, taking care of a handicapped guy. The, the rich handicapped guy. Did you see the trailer for that? Yeah, Kevin Hart's going to be in a movie coming up, and it looks way out of character. It's him, and he's kind of like a deadbeat guy, and he's... Got the uh, job of uh, taking care of Brian Cranston, who played, uh, if you remember him, he was from that uh, HBO show, Cocaine, Crack. Blue Crack, Blue Cocaine, Blue Meth. That's what, what it's called? No, what's that show called? Well, oh, uh, Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. Taking, Brian Cranston, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's taking care of the Breaking Bad guy. Uh, but, but Night School was, 
was surprisingly funny. A lot of the it's really a lot of the supporting cast. Kevin Hart knows how to get supporting cast that really uh, sells his jokes and helps. Uh, like him with the Rock, man. Stuff like that. Yeah, him it was with funny. The rock it's and, like it's cool to see how how like uh, that kind of. Like, and you don't know if they're actually friends or they're just appearing as friends in the media, you know? You don't know if Kevin Hart and The Rock actually hang out. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Tomb Raider. Did you watch it? Yeah, dude. I was actually, and I, I was a huge fan of that. That was way more better than any Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider. It was a great adaptation with a little bit of creative freedom uh, from the, the Tomb Raider game. Which is a reboot from uh, the Eidos Tomb Raider game. Now that uh, elect, uh, Square Enix got hands on it, you know, so they reboot the Tomb Raider game, and simultaneously the Tomb Raider movies reboot it to be like the reboot of the game, and it's just it's it's all great. Yeah. I can't wait. I just like now they're on their third Tomb Raider game with this new reboot, and uh, I can't wait for the second Tomb Raider movie. Exactly, that's uh, pretty good. Uh, next up, we have the crimes, the crimes of Grindelwald. Fucking loved it mostly. And yeah, if you, if you want to hear it, uh, we have our, we we actually did we a, have whole a whole episode on it. Yes, about the crimes of Grindelwald. And we're, so I guess we'll do a brief thing real quick. Uh, it was okay. I think it left left open some kind of really questionable decisions. Yeah, for like the later I, installments. I feel like, like all the problems that people have with this film they're supposed to have at this point in in the uh the story you exactly know? like uh jk rowland anticipated all this all the re reactions that happened she anticipated and it's what she wants mm -hmm. and somehow like you know like movies are supposed to raise questions and shit like that and some people are saying this one's raising too much questions and there's too many things unanswered and there's too many mistakes with the continuity and timeline but are they mistakes i mean like right. how does jk rowling forget that her character that she created minerva mcgonagall was born in 1935 and this movie takes place in 19 what like 28 and Minerva McGonagall's a grown lady working at the uh, in Hogwarts, and everyone's done the backstory on her family. All the Minervas are Muggles, all right? She married into the Minervas, all right? Her family, even if it was her grandmother or mother, it wouldn't be a, uh, uh, I keep, I was saying Minervas. Wouldn't be a wizard. A uh, McGonagall. All the McGonagalls are, are Muggles. That's what I meant to say. And, uh, even if there was one of her family members teaching at, at Hogwarts, it wouldn't be a McGonagall. It'd be uh, her other side of the family. She married into the Muggle McGonagalls. All right, so that ha – and it's even like uh, – even like if you look at the end credits, it says Minerva McGonagall. What if it's a junior? What do you mean? Myrtle McGonagall Jr. I don't, I, I don't think if you give a woman – same name as her, like, mother. She's not a junior. That, that's know. a male title. How? I, I mean, I get what exactly. you're saying. They could do it. I get, I'm get, I get what you're saying, but I don't know where you're going with that. Because you said that she's a grown woman and she wasn't born yet. Exactly. She could have a kid. She wasn't born yet. How could she... What? That's like no. It's, that'd be a Minerva Junior would go to school with Harry Potter, 
No, and the tw- you're going backwards. <laughs> like, your theory goes forwards. You know, okay. yes, a, a Minerva McGonagall Jr. would be in school with, no, probably like James Potter. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That'd be like in the 80s, not <laughs> next, the 20s. Next, we, we have a full episode on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go back next to that. Up, yeah. have, <laughs> next up, we have Maze Runner Death Cure. Oh, man, they kept doing those? You didn't watch the last one? Uh, was the last one Scorch Trials? No, Death Cure, man. No, I didn't. It was good. I was surprised how good it was. Like, because it was supposed to be... It a... got no publicity. Well, it was, weird. it was early in the year. It was early. January, I think. January, February. Oh, yeah? But, um, it was it was so surprisingly well... It still got no publicity. I um, thought... Like, I... I the last time they I f- heard anything about the Maze Runners... So it was made to be two films, right? Yeah? What, uh, Scorch Trial? No, the Death Cure. It's probably oh. Death Cure Part 1 and 2, but then the, uh, the whole tween... I remember we were talking about that. Down. And, uh, I remember us talking about that because like weird that whole part one and two thing got burnt well, the hell it's, out. What's weird is that there's a point in the film where you're like, okay, this is where the other film starts. Yeah, I remember like, you telling me about it's just it. Weird because like it kind of ends, like the movie kind of ends, and then it just keeps on going. It's like yeah. okay, this is where they would have they would have made a second film and dragged this stuff out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember you telling me that. That's on another podcast. But, uh, honestly, it was it was great for. Uh, the length, I mean, the length was cool. I, I, it was fine for me. Uh, I, I thought that it was good that they. I, I'm glad. I'm actually kind of glad that they didn't make a second one, and then they just made it into one film, because it kind of made it for a better film experience. Yeah, it made sense for Harry Potter to do that, and uh, everyone else just seen the marketing technique, like make basically make people pay for the same story twice. So I'm gonna skip over uh, Paddington Two because we all know it was a good film. Yeah. And uh, I'm gonna go on to uh, uh, Solo, a uh, Star Wars. Man, I wanted to like it so bad. But what happened? He just didn't feel like Solo the whole freaking movie. Right. Man. It's like they they cast the worst motherfucker for that. It was probably role. the I think it was probably the least. He didn't look the part. What? He didn't talk the part. He didn't act the part. He. The only thing he had going was he dressed apart and someone did his hair. Yeah. Not even right. Just almost. Well, this, you know? this movie had so much uh, production issues with directors changing and creative changing. and. Oh, dude, I heard they ho- even brought in a coach actor for the yeah, main exactly. character. Because he was that bad. Yeah. Uh, the best part of this film was the Darth Maul cameo at the end. No, man, that was <laughs> crap, too. That was fan. That was fan service. Exactly. That made no the best, sense. best part of the movie was the fan service. Uh, yeah, all right. Oh, we got to see Darth Maul. That was cool. Why? <laughs> all that does is raise questions that you're now not going to answer. Yes, I. If you watch the cartoon. Yeah, I've watched all the. Car- I've watched everything. So you know what? I, yes, I know exactly. It's what It's a prequel. Now you know what had happened and why he's still alive. No, you don't know why he's still alive. You don't really get any answers no, at all. Exactly, dude. This, <laughs> this, this, it's completely irrelevant. It's between the uh, the last time you see Darth Maul and Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and before the the next time you see Darth Maul in uh, Star Wars Rebels. Right. It, it serves no purpose to the plot at all. Next up, we have Venom. Serves no purpose to the plot. No, <laughs> no, Venom was, uh, and I swear to God, this is like your complaint in my mouth, coming out of my mouth right now, and I, I so wholeheartedly agree. 
Like, they gave all of Riot, Carnage's abilities to Riot. Yes. Because them impatient bastards cannot wait to have a villain whose hands can turn into everything. I know. They couldn't wait for the sequel What's to have that, on? so they gave it to Riot. Why'd they do it? Impatience. They just wanted to... But now what? Now, now, now there's nothing cool about that. That, is, that was Carnage's it's like, freaking thing. Maybe they should have just had Carnage be the last villain. Yeah, or... Instead of just a, instead of a teaser, it, he should have been the villain. It could, have, it could have been Golden. And maybe it, it, it would have been character development if Riot just had the same exact abilities as Venom. And then they fight toe-to-toe because they are toe-to-toe. Exactly. Now come the sequel, and now you got to... Uh, Amp a, it a up. Symbiote. Yeah, now you got a symbiote that's stronger than Venom. And he doesn't know what he's going to do, and... There lies the conflict of the movie. Exactly. Uh, but I, I, Tom Hardy played a pretty good Venom, though. The Venom was... Oh, a, he really did. It's way better than Spider-Man 3. That's the one thing... That's the one really good thing you can say and about I, Venom. I don't remember any kind of, like, specific dialogue from uh, Cletus Cassidy. I remember you telling me that you believe that he's, like, too Hannibal and not enough, like... Just straight up brutal serial killer, like I kill people. Well, just he wasn't he because because Cletus Cassidy. Was, he wasn't no. He's always genius. been kind of. Well, he's always been kind of spasmatic. Yeah, and not he, as, he was never the quiet, quick exactly. pro quo. Exactly. Tom Hardy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was just something. Uh, next up, we have Rampage. That was that was like uh, Hurricane Ice. You know, it was a lot of fun. But The Rock. So it made it ten times better. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like if they put the, the rock in Hurricane Heist, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you took the rock out that movie, you know, I'm like, this garbage. You know? <laughs> and it was. It was garbage. But uh, the rock was in it, so it was pretty damn good garbage, you know? <laughs> Next up, I was skipping on through. I'm going to just go ahead and mention there was the uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which they had, like, two or three good shorts in there. Uh, some of them were oh, kind of like, is that a series of short films? Yeah, it was. A, it was that like short films that the Cohen brothers like I made. See, yeah, I seen it on Netflix. It's but pretty it good. doesn't say the it, opening short film is really good. Split up in uh, episodes. James Franco's in it. Just one click. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a it's like a anthology. Anthology of films of, of, of stories within one movie. Yeah, it's an anthology of western films made by the Cohen brothers that did you know. Uh, no, well, if it's one movie, you can't call them each a film. It's an anthology of Western stories all within okay. one film. Okay. That's where you're, you're confusing me. Okay. My bad, man. <laughs> but uh, there's a few good ones in there. And then we got Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse. Uh, did you watch that yet? No, no. Uh, uh, like I, I missed it in theater, so um, I'll have to catch it. It's a bit lower on my list than it is on other people's lists. A lot of people really, really loved it. I don't know if it's maybe just me being a, a, a stupid adult. Yeah. I'm adulting, and I'm like, oh, this, this yeah, uh, spider pig's dumb. This weird anime stuff, like anime. like the whole thing I liked about this whole like uh, comics to big screen adaptations is they're they're being very serious about it, you know. Yeah, and uh, that's just one cool thing, though, is that there's a lot of serious stuff happening in this Spider-Man movie. Oh wait, wait, that one in, the in Spideyverse. Oh, but. There's a spider pig along the way the, with the okay. seriousness. You know? but Nicolas Cage plays one of the Spider-Men, Spider-Man and, Noir. And that threw me up. Huh? Oh, is it already? We're almost done. We're almost done. Okay. We're, we're, let's make through this. Okay. Well, the whole thing is, is like, it upset me. Spider pig. Oh, my God. Like, in no parallel universe. Oh, fine. By the laws of physics, I guess that's not impossible because by the laws of physics, nothing is impossible. But... <laughs> It's dumb, is what it is. 
Next up, I'm gonna just mission stuff. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick speed round to our uh, to our last few. We got uh, bad times at El Royale. I've seen it. Okay, uh, I'm gonna just stop responding to the movies I ain't seen. Exactly. Bad times are else. Okay, Bird Box. You seen it? No, but I want to respond on this one real okay, quick Bird because Box. of the hype. Okay. Oh my god, the hype! Like, oh my god, that was my first question. Why is everyone like? I can't tell if it's such a good movie or such a trash movie, and that's why people are talking about it. People talk about movies for no. ages for it being garbage, and they talk about movies for the equal amount of time for it being good. You know, no, so the, I don't know. The thing with Bird Box is, it really comes down to. It, I hear it's disappointing it's, as hell. Well, you, uh, no, if if you're going into it that way, I I went into it before the hype, so. See, you were lucky. So the thing is, it's a Netflix movie, that is okay. Right. Where no one, all all, pre, all previous Netflix movies, not series, but movies, have been critically kind of panned. And, Mixed signals and hated. You know, a lot. Of, a lot of people that watch these Netflix films hate them. Yeah. You know. So this and this was, was the best one. Basically. So so far, this has been the best Netflix release film, which makes it just it's good enough. The fact that it it feels free. So it feels like you're watching a free movie that's actually really good. It comes down to the fact that it's a really good version of the happening, uh, with Sandra Bullock, and Sandra Bullock, not the Bird Box lady. Yeah, Sandra <laughs> yeah. Bullock, and uh, she did not like you know survive space and you know and, and adopt uh, an autistic black line cider to be known as the so Bird Box Lady. It was just an attractive <laughs> film. It, it's based off a book as well. So I mean, Side, the movie works. itself is just attractive to gravitate towards, and the fact that it was actually pretty decent and had like a uh, linebacker. That's what well, some people are saying it had a deep plot, but it wasn't really, and that's kind of. The misconception that people are watching it for this deepness that they're gonna watch, but it's not really that deep. It's just like, just like a kind of a typical survival movie, uh, with some some interesting elements thrown in, uh, like de demonic, like some spiritual elements thrown yeah. in there, uh, to make a lot of people just watch it because you finally got to kind of see how many people own Netflix that will watch a decent movie. You know, you never really see the numbers, <laughs> the numbers, because some people see something. Dumb and they won't watch it. Yeah, man. Like, dude, I spend so much time just scrolling through Netflix. Even I'll go to the the uh, area where it's the uh, I want none. The original, uh, you know, where it says Netflix originals, yeah. and I'll scroll through it all and be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Next no, up, we have a no. quiet place, which is very similar to Board Box, but it, uh, you couldn't make a sound instead of singing. Yeah, like I, I've heard of it. I, I never watched it. Jesus. Yeah, A Quiet Place was really, really good. A Quiet Place was okay. Uh, next we have Ice Old Dogs. Uh, next we have uh, Bumblebee, which was surprisingly John Cena's best performance yet. I've uh, heard, I've heard as much, man. Uh, it's funny. It, it's like watching the development, like uh, from John Cena being like, look at this piece of crap joke thinking he can make it on the big film because he starred in the WWE. No, he's in two films this year. He was in Blockers yeah, I and think Bumblebee. He's actually starting to develop a decent acting acting method, you know? Yes, and his next film is going to be with Jackie Chan. Like, dude, I see, I, I liked him. I liked him, and uh, he, he, he guest starred in an episode of Psych, and uh, he's one of the main characters' brothers, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just kind of like... I always seen his acting as like, like other people as like a joke, 
Like, this dude can't actually act. He's just a wrestler. What are y'all doing? You know, but then I uh, watched him in this episode, and he showed, like, humor, and he... Uh, you're going to have to edit all that? No. Uh, he showed humor and emotion and conflict and yeah. great... And, and not great acting, but acting that didn't make me want to change the channel. No, I, I can't wait to see him in the, in the upcoming Jackie Chan flick where they uh, are a militant soldiers in Iraq. But uh, uh, next up we have Equalizer 2. Nothing? No, I, I want to see it. I ain't seen it. And, uh, I, heard, I love the first one. And I've heard good things about the second one. Yeah, second, it's not just a repeat from the second first one. Next up, oh, by the way, we entered my top 10 picks of the year with Equalizer 2. Next up, number 9, I picked Tag. That's something I want to see. Uh, uh, there's a lot of films I, I was like I thought I had all the time in the world to see them and now I look back like oh man they've been out that long Tag was my favorite comedy of the year it Isn't was so like, unique it's like one of the dudes from uh, everybody's in this movie almost uh, doesn't that one of the dudes from the, the uh, movie we were just talking about that's like uh, gamers die hard one of the horrible Boston or uh, workaholics people no no alright but yeah, yeah, tag has Jason Bateman in it. Jason, no. No? No. Nope. Man, I thought it had Jason Bateman in it. That was another movie I was thinking of. Has, uh, uh, the, it has Jeremy Renner, who plays Hawkeye, has John Hamm. Jeremy Renner. Has Ed Helms. He's the who big was in guy. Uh, Hangover. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Jeremy Renner and the Hangover guy. It's like, oh, I know those places. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why I thought it had Jason Bateman in it. <laughs> uh, next up, number eight, we have Black uh, Black Panther. That was really good. I, I'm I'm biased when it comes to Marvel movies. Exactly. It's, like, I'll right. give them a fucking, like, it'll be garbage, and I'll be like, I'll give it a nine out of ten. Uh, number seven, I have Ant-Man and the Wasp. Also really good, and Ant-Man's, like, one of my top favorites. And, uh, and, and, that's not just a random uh, Marvel bias opinion. I mean, of course, there's, but within the realm of Marvel, I really enjoyed that film because I, I love it, man. I love Paul Rudd. He's hilarious as hell, and it shined a light on what's going to happen in <laughs> Endgame. If you look at the Endgame trailer, you might notice a van that's very familiar to people who have seen uh, Ant-Man Ant and Wasp. Uh, number yeah, Ant Man and Wasp was really funny. Uh, uh, it was really good. I mean, I I think the visually and the, just the the weird cameos of like the lower tier actors that are like on TV like really pushed it for me. Like the the comedy and the between the uh, characters uh, was really fun. Uh, next up we have number six is Den of Thieves. Did you ever watch that? This is a surprise pick for me, uh, being so high on the list. Den of Thieves with Gennard Butler. Uh, uh, Ice Cube's son, who was in the uh, Ice Cube movie. Yeah, and I ain't seen him since. Yeah, Den of Thieves was really surprisingly good. A good uh, heist film, uh, cops versus bad guys film. Uh, it kind of kept me on the edge of my seat. Number five, a lot of people hated this movie. Hated this movie. Mortal Engines. I really liked it. Yes! Yes! I, I question why people hated it so much. Like they were just looking for something to hate? Was that it? Like, it was nothing 
it was it, I felt like the it painted a great picture of the world. It was a great world building film. Had a lot of cool characters. The the uh, the uh, robot character, the android character, was really awesome. Uh, the main characters, maybe the main characters kind of lacked, but I feel like the world around them uh, definitely built up for that. They they made up for the um, the the lacking of the two main characters. But I think uh, it was great, great fantasy film. It was, man. And, oh, dude, it, and, and this this uh, we've we've explained before that this is not being visually amazing does not make a film. Uh, we started out talking about uh, what was it? Uh, uh, what about what in time? What's it called? Uh, a wrinkle in time. A wrinkle in time was visually amazing, yet a very disappointing film. Yes. All right, but and this was visually amazing and had a reason to be visually amazing, and explain the the structures that made it visually. Amazing. And it flowed well, like the like the story continued. There wasn't like weird cuts. Like you got to see the entire story. I felt. And and what what I felt like was almost a complaint at the time. Like they got these these cities are almost characters in themselves, you know. They got these moving cities. Like you got London going around. London is the antagonist. Like of course you can get more specific and be like this guy. I don't forget his name <laughs> is uh, the antagonist. But that guy runs London, and he's making London go where it goes because London is a moving London is a moving city, and that makes that city a character. And the whole thing about that is. And now I, I was, uh, I was, uh, what's the word? Uh, man, when you drink, you, you're, you forget vocabulary. It was unfortunate not to see any other city, any other major city that we all know and heard of. Right. But that leaves open more, yeah, what can happen? More cities for more movies. Especially for, especially for people that didn't read the books. Yeah, I didn't read the books, dude. Exactly. I'm one of the, like, so I, I don't know what other cities play a part, you know? Right. Maybe London, maybe each city has its own freaking book. And, <laughs> and, and book one's about London, book two's about Moscow, book three's about Washington. You know, you don't know. I think they make their way to America. But anyways, moving on, we got uh, number four on my list. We have Mission Impossible Fallout. This is this is by far probably the best. Uh, I say best, maybe second best Mission Impossible film. Uh, and I, I when I watched Mission Impossible Fallout, I had watched every Mission Impossible before going into the film. Uh, I think there's one more that might be a little bit better, but uh, I think the characters in this are great. Has all your favorite uh, people except uh, <laughs> except Jeremy Renner <laughs> and. Uh, Henry Cavill, outside of Superman, is proving to be uh, one of my favorite actors. I wish he would do more stuff. He just doesn't do enough. Everything he does is kind of it's either Superman or uh, Batman or something. Or but any film he's outside of, when it comes to uh, the man, the man from Uncle was really good. Just Henry Cavill is just on point with his acting, and he he plays a he played a really good uh, villain type character in this one. Deadpool 2, my number three. Uh, hilarious. They <laughs> yeah, I love Deadpool 2, man. Like, uh, I can't. If anyone had any problems with Deadpool 2, I I don't remember them. Uh, I think I feel like some people said that it was just a repeat of the first one. How? I I, I don't know. Oh, it's just oh, some, it was all great. Oh yeah, dude. dude Brad Pitt. Dude, like the majority of people that watch movies are retarded. <laughs> you know, like 
Because <laughs> right. Deadpool, it's like their logic is Deadpool one was funny and Deadpool two is funny, so Deadpool two is just a ripoff of Deadpool one. Jesus like that's Christ. like all the thought they put into that argument. <laughs> they just wanted to be that guy that didn't like it because everyone loves it, you know? Right, right. Uh, funny film, funny movie. Uh, uh, number two on the list is Avengers: Infinity War. Oh man. How's that not number? Exactly, one? You're, you're questioning that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that was, was like that. Like a, dude, that wasn't a movie. That maybe, was a historical event. It was an event. Maybe things were just going. I'm. Maybe just too much was happening, and not enough characters got their shine. For me to, uh, it was impossible to do. It's impossible for them to do it. I guess, unless they made it a extra hour long. For, the, for every character to get their moment. But I feel like some characters, uh, they they didn't get as much screen time as others. I think Captain America's screen time is literally five minutes in the film. So I... Yeah, alright. You know what? I have one complaint, and uh, it's the fact that... And they had a lot going on, and it all, it all adds to the, the, the narrative. It all had, adds to the story. But I wanted to see every single character they've been working on since Iron Man 1 in 2008 all in one screenshot. Yes. Like, the entire Avengers and Guardians of Galaxy and anyone who might kind of think that they might could possibly be an Avenger in the future. I'm talking about, like, fucking Happy and everybody. You know, everybody. All rushing towards Thanos, you know. Uh, you know, Agent Coulson, who hasn't been in a, in a film since the start of the uh, Shield, died. but it kind of also came back. <laughs> but that's in TV universe. It's like no one in the movie universes acknowledges that Coulson's still alive. Right. Yeah. And that, that's all on purpose. <laughs> and and they have their own. They have a direction, and I can't be like, well, screw them for having their direction. Maybe their direction's better than anything that I could have possibly fathomed. You know. Right. But I'm just saying, I was looking up for that from 2008 till now. I was looking up to, of course, we all do our homework and we find out what Avengers are going to be in what movie, or not even Avengers, what Marvel superheroes are going to be in what movie, what Marvel superheroes might turn out to be Avengers, what Marvel superheroes might show up in the Avengers. And this is all homework we're doing from 2008 till now. And I felt like the what we're, what we're leading up to is all our homework paying off. And all these superheroes being in one shot, like rushing Thanos. Exactly. And that did not happen. I know, it's because they had another movie to do. It, wait, That's the whole thing, you uh, know? The end game? The end game, you know? And like, yeah, and, and they had to split up which, the Avengers to make that plot happen. Which might, be, which might be what I always think is the biggest problem with movies nowadays, is the fact that they have to... They build up to the next one. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They feel like they have to do that because of failures in the past. But there's been movies that have had a sequel, but the main movie never built up to anything. Exactly. And they they had a successful sequel with no build up to it, and they just worried about a standalone movie. And it's like you you can do that and not fail, and also have a sequel that doesn't fail. But it's, like, unlikely, I guess. Like, right. man, if you do not build up to your sequel, no one will watch it. <laughs> yeah. My number one on the list 
Ready Player One. I kind of get that. That was that was just that was such a great movie, man. But I feel like it had everything. It had almost that would be my every number element two in it. on the list. I know it, it's kind of it might be a little. I'm really deep into Marvel and shit, you know. And it's like my that's my my thing is Marvel has a whole. It is going somewhere. It's coming from something. And Ready Player One is just the origin. That's like all the the only thing that Marvel beats over Ready Player One. That it's coming from something and it's going somewhere. And Ready Player One is just the start of something. My biggest thing is Ready Player One. What what ultimately made this decision for me? I I have watched Ready Player Ready Player One more than Avengers. I think the rewatchability. No, of I've, Ready wa I've watched one. Ready Player One twice. I've watched the Avengers three times. I like so. Oh. Yeah. Oh well, well. So for me though, uh, I've seen, I saw it, I think uh, twice or three times in theaters, and then I bought Damn. it when it came out. Yeah. And then I watched it's it. It's a good movie, man. A bunch of times. It's just so I feel like it's so it, it, easy. It's well, it's put, so easy yeah. to throw on. And and every no gamer could possibly say like there's a reference for every gamer. Exactly. You know? There's a Metal Gear Solid reference in that game. It's so you insane. Know? I feel like I feel like Avengers. It's such a it's it's such a movie you got to sit down for. And I'm not and, and, not to take it, away from it. Really it really is such a like. Well, there there's a niche. It's either you like the comic book movies or you don't. Or there's some people who like the comic book movies that are tired of how long MC has been dragging this shit on. All right, like these are problems you not have with Ready Player One. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's <laughs> our top movies list. With today we were drinking. Uh, Tech Nine's Boo Lou by Boulevard Company. Very smooth, uh, very drinkable, very it's it's very unbeery, but very good. Like if, all these movies we know. If you do not agree with our 2018 film ranking slash reviews, well then that's no longer okay. For 2019, we're changing. Hey, no, I'm joking. <laughs> it is okay. Cause this is opinions and beer. Opinions and beer. Opinions and beer. Can't go wrong with opinions and beer. Opinions and beer. Opinions and beer. All we got here are opinions and beer.